breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Life. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Sands McCarty this morning. In fact, uh, pretty much this week she's going to be out recovering from her shoulder surgery. I've gotten to where I can say that again. <laughs> I'm not even surgery. gonna try. <laughs> shoulder surgery. Uh I, I I haven't talked to her. Um I was trying to let her have some rest. Right. Um, I did find we talked several weeks ago at the when uh, in the approach of the Mardi Gras season, the uh, eat fit king cakes that are at Whole Foods. Oh yeah, now they're kind of you know they're kind of small, but um, we've been wanting to try them, and I talked about bringing them in on the air. So uh, I found them this uh, past weekend. So oh, cool. I got a couple. Nice. So I got one for her, and I'll, I'll bring it by uh, later today. So, uh, so she can try one. I, I had one over the weekend. Yeah, pretty good. So um, <laughs> they're uh, like gluten-free, yeah, no yeah. sugar, mm-hmm. low-carb. So about like that, huh? Good, yeah. <laughs> good effort. Good yeah, effort. Yeah. yeah, you know, at least they tried. <laughs> You know, bless her heart. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You though. know, you're, you're, I, I can't you're, go get a regular king cake. You're trying to replicate a cake that is literally just sugar. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, if you come even kind of close, you, I'd say you've done pretty good. Well, you know, Cool Whip has a version of a sugar free. Yeah. Right. Cool Whip. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's awesome. They it's... perfected those chemicals, whatever they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Busy weekend. Let's see. Mardi Oof. Gras. We didn't uh, didn't get to go because uh, we went out of town Saturday night. Dinner with friends over in Avenger, Texas. Right. Had a great time. Yeah. The, 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 awesome dinner. The super nice steakhouse y'all went to. Yeah. Was good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. They, and, and, you know... It, I had I had lunch with uh, my brother-in-law. We're going to talk about this later this morning. Just to, very encouraging. Um, talking about Shreveport in general. Yeah, I was very encouraged. He's a, a local cardiologist, and, uh, and and we'll talk about that later this morning. I, I want Scott to be here. He's on his way. Uh, and Scott Hughes uh, going to be sitting in for Aaron this morning and most Absolutely. of this week, quite frankly. And I appreciate him uh, being willing to do that. Uh, so we didn't get to Mardi Gras. But I did watch Super Bowl. Did you watch any Super Bowl? I know you're not a big. I watched. I watched the big game. You know, and um, yeah, with all, you know, with all this political stuff going on, you know, I I, I saw the controversy happen at the big game. I I watched as the uh, you know the the national anthem started to be played, and uh, Gizmo, the Airedale Terrier. Uh, in the who played for the rough team in the Puppy Bowl was peeing <laughs> during the national anthem, and you know that's just you know, not ne- acceptable. Kneel- kneeling is one thing, but peeing—come on, Gizmo, jeez. 
So that's the God. that's the one you watch. The puppy bowl. Yeah, me and Lauren watched the puppy bowl. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I did. I, I I went to turn it on, but there was commercials, so I didn't. I you you I, can watch the replay commercial free on HBO. Apparently, I oh. I thought I had missed it, and I I logged onto the, my HBO Max app, and okay. it was right there. So I, I got I, to catch it. I didn't see it. Uh, we did get to a little Mardi Gras in this past weekend, the Barkus and Meow Parade. Yeah, speaking of puppies, very nice. And, you know, honestly, there were people that were saying, well, it's at the fairgrounds and I don't feel safe going. We had a great time. We, I, I actually, we missed the actual parade parade. Yeah. Uh, but they had a lot, of, a lot of vendors set up. There were still a ton of people. We got there about two. Uh, still a ton of people there. Where did they have it? Fairgrounds. It was at the fairgrounds this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was at the fairgrounds, uh, and it it was pretty big. My daughter she had she left Sunday after lunch. We went to lunch on uh, after church on Sunday, and so she headed out. So she said when I talked to her later, she says, "Yeah, there was drove by the fairgrounds on I twenty. She goes, there's a lot of people out there." <laughs> So it was fun, and uh, we'll we'll share more about that coming up. Uh, Barkus and Meow, absolutely didn't get to see uh, much of the, or didn't get to see the centaur. Heard it even oh, yeah. from our house. Yeah, <laughs> heard <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we're pretty close, so we we got to hear the whole thing. And I I actually have a buddy who was uh, near the duck pond who was streaming the whole thing. So I watched uh, I watched oh, wow. some of the stream. Yeah, like like doing a Facebook live. Kind uh, of thing? It was it was on YouTube. Yeah, he he was streaming it on YouTube, so okay. it might still be up there if you search. You know, yeah, search for it. It's a different world, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a different world for parade. Yeah, you, you don't can, even have to go to a parade anymore. <laughs> you can just watch it on your TV. So somebody <laughs> just with a phone now can broadcast live, right? Anytime. It's pretty incredible. It's it's an incredible. Of course, it's good and bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that we can do things sometimes. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we've got a lot to cover this morning. Um, I, I was kind of amused a little bit at some of the things during the Super Bowl that made me think um, there are companies, huge companies, trying to do a little self-rehabilitation oh. of their images. Disney being one, oh. <laughs> and and uh, we'll we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Scott Hughes be joining us this morning. Micah McCarty, one hundred one seven F. Seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Three times and I'm still not awake. <laughs> good morning. No, this is not bad. What this a is, weekend, though. What a it was weekend. A great weekend, and um, it, it was an interesting weekend. The weather was was nasty Friday night, and we went to a soccer game for three hours in the rain. <sighs> Um, the Catamagna ladies won. They go to the state semifinals in soccer. And then the weather turned kind of nice on Saturday afternoon. Yes. 
and a lot of people went to the parades. Did you Mardi Gras? We did Mardi Gras. We didn't think we were going to at first, but we did go. We have some friends that are right on the route, and mm-hmm. we ended up going and having a wonderful time. The weather was, um, I mean, the ground was damp, but everything else was nice. Mm-hmm. So when you go, you have to go to the like the back way to get to their house because I know where you went on Kings Highway there. We always park down in the um, AC Steer area. My wife actually works at AC Steer, and so we'll park there at the school, and then we'll walk down the two or three blocks okay. to get to the Kings Highway area. Okay, I got you. Nice. We we actually did a little bit on Saturday. We have some friends that live um, on Audubon. Mm-hmm. That they have just some get together pe- people over to their house. They're safely across the bayou. They can watch it. Well, no, no, no. This is further back. Oh, you wait, can't oh, see anything. Oh, it's oh, just they just back. have people over, and then they all walk down like toward you know the end of the parade toward. It's Preston. a great location. Yeah, they get there really easy. And you went to Texas, didn't you, for a steak dinner? Is that we did went over Saturday Valentine's night. Day. Yeah, so we went to their house for a little bit about three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. And uh, and hung out, got got to hang out a little bit and do a little bit of the local Mardi Gras, and uh, and then we had to hit the road, uh, so because it's about an hour, about a little less than an hour and a half to get to Avenger. You got my my favorite part is to get there, like I said, the three four o'clock window along the Duck Pond. That's where we go. Some people like Troop City, some people like the Parkway. We do Duck Pond and three four o'clock, and then you get a couple of hours. Of just, I like wandering up mm-hmm. and down the road and mm-hmm. just seeing all the people. And so my, my wife is an elementary teacher. All the kids come running up to her, Miss, you know, Miss Hughes, Miss Hughes, and she sees her whole. She sees all of her people, as she says. Right. And then by the time the parade gets there, which is normally six or six thirty to that area, I I just kind of sit and watch it. Don't even get sure. out and fight for beads no. anymore. <laughs> What are you going to do with them? What do you when you get home? What are you actually going to do with them? You know, for for like a twenty minute window, it's everything in the world, and then it's trinkets and babbles. I don't really know how this works. Exactly. I have a bag of stuff. My my wife wouldn't if if we do collect any of that, she holds on to it because she does a a medical mission trip to Mexico every year through our church, and so she takes things like that on the trip. For you know, for the kids in these little villages, and mine's the same. Everything we get goes to a third grade Mardi Gras parade at the school. Right. So that's the only reason we're collecting anything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you Super Bowl at all? We Super Bowled it big time. Okay. Matter of fact, apparently I missed the controversy of the Puppy Bowl. Um, <laughs> but um, peeing you know, during the national anthem. I was waiting for one Kelsey to pee on the other Kelsey during the game, but that did not take place after after they had cleaned that up in the Puppy Bowl. No, we um, we actually got into the game a little bit, considering we don't like either team, don't really know either team. We just decided to enjoy the Super Bowl. My my daughter had a friend over. Um, we, we we actually got out back. We, we went away from our normal pizza right? Um, and then just had a great time watching the game. And I'll say this, if you're, if you're a football fan, even if you're not, if you watch the game, one of the better games we've had in a number of years. The Super Bowl often doesn't live up to its hype. Sure, but as the far game as the actual did game. This year. Right. Now, what about commercials? Because I was anxious to see. I didn't see anything that was like... Oh my gosh, this is awesome as far as commercials went. I found I found the commercials very disappointing. And you know some of my background. I used to be oh, vice exactly. president of one of the larger ad agencies here in town two or three careers ago. Um, and so I, I found the commercials very underwhelming, especially considering that, according to reports, that a 30-second um, a in the main broadcast was $7 million. And if people spent 
seven million dollars to run some of the commercials that ran they need to put a little more time in the creative side the thought process we didn't see any budweiser for the first time i think budweiser pulled out there were some other beer sponsors in there um really one of the more powerful commercials one of the ones that got the most talk was um was really a jesus gets us commercial yes which that was i mean we don't often talk religion here in the radio but i think um that was the point they really drew they had two different commercials and they they drew a lot of attention to this movement i think the hobby lobby guy is really behind some of that and that was really the only one that got a lot of buzz i can't think of any other commercial that really people walked away going wow like i, I grew up in the area you think of the the apple commercials where the people were walking off the cliff or the budweiser clydesdales or the frogs or you always had these ones that just everyone remembered the next day right you could probably put a ten dollar bill on the table and no one could name three commercials yeah the the one that i thought oh that's that's kind of funny it's kind of cute was uh, ben affleck working at the uh duncan drive through window and that was pretty funny and then j-lo coming through you know what are you doing <laughs> That was cute. There wasn't anything to write home about. With my ad background, the one that grabbed me the most actually was one for, I guess it's a new streaming service, Tubi, um, T-U-B-I. And not to give credit to them, but but they had one where the, the commercial was semi-creative. It's like you were watching a commercial and it flipped over like your TV was switching over yes. to Apple or Netflix or something. But it was it was their button. Like because they had Burkhart and uh, the color guy. Yes, Opening like the commercial the day of the game, and, and, and for a split the, second, I'm like, yes. "Wait a second, who's changing the channel for the Super Bowl?" And then it went to that, and that's yes. that's creative. That was good. I think that was well done. Most of the other commercials are are not even memorable, and unfortunately, now we're going to watch those same commercials for the next month because that's the ad campaigns right. that are laid out here for the early spring. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the commercials. Game, uh, fortunately, it was a good game game was fabulous. I do like both quarterbacks so I was uh I didn't care who won didn't didn't have any skin in the game so to speak so didn't really really care uh I like both both quarterbacks uh I was just a little disappointed not surprised at the Eagles fans uh booing Dak Prescott I think that was a low moment. Um, I did not actually see it. My wife saw it. She she yelled at me from the other room. You won't believe they're booing Dak Prescott. And then it was really disappointing. I mean, I understand sports, and I get not like division rivals. Somebody sure, but you were voted the man of the year by your colleagues. It's kind of hard to boo someone being voted. But, I mean, remember, I always remember, always remember the Eagles threw snowballs at Santa Claus right. one year. So that's for those that know sports history. The Eagles are one of the worst sports franchises in terms of fan base ever, Philadelphia, and they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty, Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike in McCarty Scott Hughes in for Aaron as she's recovering from shoulder surgery. Uh, the 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 Super Bowl halftime show. I'm never I'm never a fan of the halftime show since I don't know when. Couldn't tell you. Uh, this was kind of kind of benign when you compare it to others. 
There were some obscene gestures during some of them. It's like they have to put something in to be uh, offensive. For, for the Super Bowl, I think wardrobing, I think dancing, I think it benign's a good word. It was just sort of, um, I, I don't want to say mainstream, but in today's world for Super Bowl, for culture, I, I don't think there's a whole lot you can really get upset about from this halftime show. A friend of mine texts me and says, why are they wearing beanbag chairs? I think I told you it looked, looked to me like one point like the balloons floating over Canada and Montana. I did find it interesting. My family, my group, we enjoyed the, the rising platforms. That was creative. If you look, if you're looking at Super Bowls, the the dancing up in the air. I think last time we've seen one or two artists, the individual artists, come in from the top of the stadium or come down on a rope. But to have those seven or eight platforms for the dancers, that was creative. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. I I I I, do, I was in the kitchen for that part part of the part of the show. Um, not a not a big fan. She hasn't performed in like seven or eight years. That was that was what I learned last night. That, that very quietly she has not performed live in seven or eight years, maybe. Um, and and we were just talking off air. She had a tour three or four years off. Maybe COVID shut down a tour. Then she'd had a child. Um, and so that was about a year, a little over a year ago, perhaps. Um, but the big issue and the whole thing became, is she pregnant? Once it started, everybody's kind of like, wait, is Rihanna pregnant? Which That's what that's what my wife says. She must be pregnant. You kind of hate even thinking that because you're like, okay, am I, am I body shaming this person? Am I guessing? But it, it almost became like she was showing it off. She kept trying to show you the baby bump, and then that became the deal. And in hindsight, I think that was the deal. This was, all, this was more of a baby reveal for her. She kind of shared to the world, I'm pregnant. And then, of course, she gets all the, all the props for performing the way she did, particularly up in the air. I mean, it was, it was graphically interesting. I'm not a Rihanna fan, I can't tell you. But apparently she ran through about 12 of her songs. Um, but the big deal is, you know, they all. I asked. I asked my wife. They all sound the same. I said, "Is this one long yeah. song?" I wasn't aware it was twelve. <laughs> I was aware a couple times she stopped <laughs> and she started again, and so I knew that the song had changed. But I, I later read a review of it, and there were about about twelve songs that she went through. So she was cutting the songs wow. a mix. Yeah. Um, but for Rihanna fans, and I have several friends who are, they really enjoyed it. But the big deal, I think you got through it without a whole lot of hoopla. Now, the National Anthem got a lot of, got a lot of praise. I think Chris Stapleton did the National yes. Anthem. A lot of people were positive on that. Did a good Fly job. Fly over four female pilots. That was awesome. Navy pilots, all-female crew. First female to referee, umpire. I'm not sure what the real word is for the for for. I guess it's referee, but one of the sure. linesmen, I think, was was one of the ladies who's a who's a referee in the NFL. It was uh, it was interesting. So, but the game was the important part today. I mean, yesterday. I think I think Actually, for once, good the Super game. Bowl was about the game. Yeah, we. I had lunch. We'll talk about this next. I had lunch with uh, my brother-in-law. Philip Roseman, who you know very well. I, I know your brother-in-law well. We worked side by side for a number of years. Yes, and uh, he had uh, he had just had a great perspective that I thought was just really very cool about Shreveport. He's one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. And and then we'll talk about that next. Mike and McCarty with Scott. One oh one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in for the recuperating Erin McCarty, recovering from her shoulder surgery. She'll be back hopefully next week. Um we had lunch yesterday. My brother in law, um cardiologist here in town, Philip Roseman, very active, um, especially in education. You worked with him 
for the Alliance for Education that he started many, many years ago. Correct. For for more than a decade, um, I was actually one of the first five people he called when he wanted to form. I didn't know then, mm-hmm. but I get this phone call from a guy I'd never met before, cardiologist. I'm like, oh, God, am I in trouble? I thought I was in pretty good health. Um, but no, he, he called me and four others to see if we would work with him to form this organization, which became the Alliance for Education. And um, I agreed and um, or worked very early on for years on the board of directors with him to form this nonprofit and to take on K-12 education, not just here locally, but ultimately statewide. Um, and then later, it became such a passion of mine. I, I worked with him so close that um, when we had a director change, they actually hired me. I left another job that I was quite happy with to come run this organization for the better part of a decade. You know, and, and, and I will say, I'm just going to brag on, on Philip, uh, cardiologist in town a prominent cardiologist in town oh he's my mom's he's, he's very good <laughs> very he's very good um his children could go to school any place his passion for education is genuine caring for everybody having the opportunity he, he did not it wasn't need, he did not need to do this or does not need to do this he still continues today still continues today um he does a he does a, some, uh, a podcast with our our tv partner channel three and so he interviews people um in the educational field but also just movers and shakers and he said yesterday we went to lunch and he said you know i ask people all the time that come through why why do you stay in shreveport what 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 is it about shreveport because you know we can sit there and 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 Aaron and I have talked just a short period. I've been here, I know for years. It's easy to bash Shreveport. It's it's you know, you can always find something and, and there are people that look for things to be offended about. But he said, you know, the overwhelming response from people that he talks to, he says it's the culture. The culture that we as as those of us who were born here and have lived here all of our lives probably take for granted he said the culture that 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 the like mardi gras first thing comes to mind mardi gras is huge look at the number of people that took place yesterday and and, and it's a prime example no we're not new orleans we're shreveport louisiana but do we want to be new orleans three hundred thousand people but we have a Mardi Gras. We have a very good Mardi Gras. We have a Mardi Gras with three or four significant parades. Just this weekend alone, we had the big centaur parade. I think um, one of y'all mentioned the Barkas and Meow. My child yeah. went to Barkas and Meow. We Next weekend, we'll have Gemini. We'll have Highland. Four parades with unique cultures. So in addition to Mardi Gras, which is tremendously huge in this area, the arts. We're blessed. We have several theater companies that do live performances. I think we have one of the longest standing theater companies in the country, which is Little Theater. theater. And then we've people, got a symphony. We're the, we're the smallest town in America with a full-time standing symphony. That, and let me tell you what, Michael Butterman has done phenomenal. Of course, he's standing on the shoulders of some greats, including Dr. Cherneau. Um, that, that I would put our symphony against any symphony. And the symphony allows things like the Hurley School of Music, the Suzuki program. There's so much good here in a town, especially a town with only two or 300,000 people. I think that's what, I think what happens in Louisiana, what happens in Shreveport is a lot of people grow up here, and this is all they know. And so they think there's got to be something better out there. And you and I talked last week, I grew up around the world. Mm-hmm. I moved here when I was 17 years old. And I voluntarily said, 
I'm going to stay. Now, Shreveport today is not what it was in the 80s. I'm the first to admit that. Sure. But but the, the culture, and when I'll add people. I think that you, will not, you will not find better people. The people? Anywhere. There are great people of the world, but we have a lot of them here. People that care. Y'all have the volunteer network folks on here. There's no more caring, oh involved gosh. people than those guys. Yeah. And, and that's just a tip of the iceberg. There's wonderful people in this community. Uh, we're up against a break, but we'll continue that coming up with uh, Scott Hughes in for Aaron, 1017 FM. Com. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty, and, and uh, Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. We were talking about uh, the things in Shreveport that that was just refreshing for me. Doctor uh, Philip Roseman, my brother-in-law, we had lunch yesterday, and and he was talking about uh, he interviews people on his podcast about. What what it, what is it about Shreveport that keeps you here? What do you like? And he said overall, the the overwhelming response was the culture, the things that we offer, the festivals. Uh, not only you know the Red River Revel, which brings people from all over the country, but you know Mudbug Madness. It's the quality of life that that we have here that a lot of us take for granted. And so I, it was just refreshing to to hear some positive news. And for me also. It's it, and you mentioned it just a moment ago. It's the people here. It's the people. The people. Uh, we were. My my daughter has has been to uh, New York like several times for for work and and things. And she was just saying people people they're mean. They're just mean. And and you don't you know you don't get that overall sense here. Um, my my brother in law when he first moved this was years ago back in the eighties he had to move to Flint Michigan for his work. And he said, you know, you'd say hi to somebody in the grocery store and they start grabbing their children and running away from you like like, you're, you know, you're Jeffrey Dahmer or something. And it's just it's not that way here. And I it's think a that culture. I think that's, having lived here now for a while, I think that's kind of what makes Shreveport special. What we take for granted. It, it is not of a large size. So you are going to see people. You're going to see people. We talked about going to Mardi Gras Saturday. You walk up and down, and you're going to see people you see the year before. You're going to see people you know, people you work with. So after a while, you kind of learn, i got to be nice to everybody, and they're nice back. You go to New York City, you can cross the street, you're never going to see that person again the rest of your life. You know, oh, millions sure. of people. Right. Um, and then the people here, they care. When you really start breaking it down, it's a giving community. Um, it's a church community for, you know, for, for those that, that, that believe in that and understand. But that has an impact on a community. When you have as many churches as we have and mm -hmm. people, people of faith, it just, it's just, it permeates your community. Well, you hope it does. You hope it, it's, it's the goal. It's a positive uh, impact. It's the goal, but I think it does. Um, and then, and then of course we're the South and the South gets a lot of negatives sometimes, but the South also just has a way that you're taught and the way that you're raised generally to respect others. Um, there's a culture respect, respect those who are older. And, um, I'll, and I'll say this too, regardless of what media tells you, especially national media, when you get down to the, the, the organic level of person, uh, you know, a person one-on-one, -on -one, you're in the grocery store or standing in line at Subway, I'm telling you, in, in my personal experience, race relations are not nearly as bad as as the media wants you to believe, as the left wants you to believe. 
I don't think we're as divided. We have a lot more in common than we have apart. We always have. People, human beings have a lot more in common, I think. Um, we have different experiences. Sure. Uh, and, and I think that's really where, where things like race relations come in. It becomes in when, when I've had a different experience from you or from Ruben or from anybody else. Um, and, then I, and I assume that my experience is everyone else's. And, or I assume because of my experiences, I can understand yours. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was encouraging, and I was, I was uh, very pleased at, at his perspective on, on things you know that Shreveport has to offer. He's just a very positive man. So, uh, Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty, Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Erin uh, out this week recouping from her shoulder surgery. Scott Hughes, very graciously agreeing to come in uh, for most of this week. You got a few things later in the week you've got to take care of. You've got, <laughs> I think Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. I've got to go do my job. <laughs> so thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate you being here. Always glad to help. Talked uh, uh, last hour about the the Super Bowl and, of course, the the commercials. And one thing that uh, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, uh, the general consensus for us was the fact that there were really no commercials that just jumped out like normally uh, the Super Bowl is famous for. And uh, you talked to me. You know, I remember one year you, you mentioned the frogs. Uh, I think that was Budweiser. And, Bud. Uh, why? Sir, <laughs> see, we know it. Genius. Twenty exactly. years later, exactly. Uh, there wasn't anything really, and uh, I, I, I mentioned the Ben Affleck commercial. That was one that uh, that folks seemed to be talking about. It was pretty funny. He's working the drive-through at Duncan, but uh, and J Lo comes through the drive-through and like, what are you doing? You know, that that was kind of cute. But there wasn't anything. And then somebody on the Shreveport Security Systems message board said, oh, come on. The Breaking Bad Popcorners commercial was awesome. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I had seen that before the Super Bowl, though. I had seen that one before the Super Bowl. I guess my only problem with the Breaking Bad commercial, I actually watch Breaking Bad. Oh, my. Um, I've been I've, through it. And I'm sure you have, too. Once. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a little kind of niche, for I think, for some folks. If you didn't watch the series, you wouldn't have gotten that. And the, and the big commercials, the ones you talk about forever and ever and ever, are, are breaking new ground. They're commercials that are so stunning in remembrance no pun that, intended. That, that they keep they, they create their own legend. Yeah. I, that's what we didn't see, I think, last night. Yeah, because my wife had no reference for Breaking Bad. If you don't know it, you don't know Tuco it. Tuco Salamanca. Well, tight, tight. Yeah. You know, it was hilarious for those of, those of us who are There fans. was a Will Ferrell one where he does a bunch of movies and, you yeah, know, I mean, the, the and, and Caddyshack vehicles. and Stranger Things. And, I mean, that, that was kind of interesting. But, again, you've got to know the cultural references to get those commercials. The famous ones, the big ones, they became the cultural reference. Right. And and there's a lot of, a lot of those that... Somebody is obviously making some kind of cameo, and I, I've like told my, I told my wife, I told Dean, I said, I don't know who that is. It's it's lost on me, and I consider myself pretty well informed, but as far as I, I guess you know, two thousand pop culture references. 
it's such a weird feeling too when you when you know the person is is doing a cameo they're doing the cameo thing looking directly into the camera right, exactly and you're like am i supposed to know who that is <laughs> i have that feeling more and more now because i don't know who that is and i'm obviously supposed to you and i are no longer the ta target audience i know we obviously are, we are set in our ways sitting on our porch screaming get off our lawn so they're not interested in us anymore i'm not saying get off the lawn i'm waving to people more yeah. now sitting up there just enjoying a, a, a you know smoking my pipe and the dog laying at my feet but uh yeah it was a lot of references that were lost on me but uh but the the ones i got i really enjoyed so like the the yeah, the breaking bad thank you to uh cat in in Bozier for uh, for bringing that up as well but one thing that was interesting to me one thing that i that i noticed Disney had a 100th anniversary, I guess, promotion that they were that they ran, and I did see where uh, Tim Allen is back as Buzz Lightyear. You know, they brought a new their I say a new CEO in. They brought their old CEO back. I think they're trying to do some damage repair. Or they're looking for some of their franchises that still have some some life in them, and and that's a great franchise, the Buzz Lightyear um, franchise. Those movies well, sure. are fabulous, except and, for the last one. Yeah, and um, and they or can they went keep, off the rails a little bit. They can bit. keep making, yeah, but um, it still still was done to the Disney standards, and 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 and, and I think they see that that could still be a good vehicle for them. But the 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 one hundredth anniversary promo that they ran was a lot of feel good about disney and the history of disney before they went woke and i i think i think the new guy or the old guy coming back i think he's trying to do some damage repair which they obviously need so it was interesting to me and also a friend of mine texted me do we need a movie about nike shoes the Ben Affleck, did you catch that? The trailer for the Ben Affleck, uh, Matt Damon movie well, about Nike? It, it, it's about Nike. It's about Michael Jordan. Um, it, it's it, it's it's sort of that Ferrari versus Ford type of a movie where they're going to show you the backside of how Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. I, I'll go watch it. I remember Michael Jordan. I remember I remember when Nike came out, you'd never seen that before. They before. built an entire brand around around one athlete. It was it was a, well, if you look at Nike today, if you look at the swoosh, if you look at the brand, this is the story before that. This is the bold move where they went all in and they went they went with an 18-year-old kid that didn't even make his high school basketball team. If you know the Michael Jordan oh, yeah, story, right. and he, he grows up to be yeah. what's arguably the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time. Yeah, it got a message saying the the Disney ad was actually good. Excuse me, that's my point. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, they turned they're they're they're. In my opinion, it, it seemed to me that they're they're trying to go. Hey, look, we're still we're still good. Remember this? Remember Snow White? Well, and and it's Disney. Disney, despite what many think about it in May and and Disney's always been the gold standard. I mean Disney Absolutely. as a corporation, sure. Disney as a as a management organization, they're the gold standard. I think they're I think they're 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 looking at their roots. They're trying to figure out where they go. Um 
um, coming out of COVID, there's a chance to reset. I think a lot of folks coming out of COVID, it's kind of like the old Etch-a-Sketch. You can kind of shake it and maybe maybe <laughs> you can move into a new time. And, and yeah, it's a perfect opportunity to kind of maybe reset yourself a little bit. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. Mike and McCarty, 1017 Together. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty, and with Scott Hughes filling in for Aaron, and uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Rihanna, it, it was kind of non-eventful for me. I'm not a huge Rihanna fan. I, I quite frankly haven't watched a Super Bowl halftime show. We, we just since realized you you didn't Janet. even watch Prince a few years ago. No, not. A, I'm just not. A, I'm I'm just not a. Pop, that's fair pop you know it's just i, I i'm not like I hate i'm just it's just not my thing um oh, prince but, was but, an absolute but, legendary show the, for the, sure. ruben and i ruben and i were talking <laughs> prince, the prince show may be some of the greatest 20 minutes of a concert you'll ever see rates with queen's performance at live aid and some other just to to to, to, to deliver that kind of power in 20 minutes i think that's where people look at the rihanna performance and she you know and there were some things that she achieved you know graphically visually it's good to see her but I don't think it's going to go down as one of the greatest, you know, halftime shows ever at at, at um, the Super Bowl. Well, they were all wearing Chinese spy balloon costumes. It was <laughs> well, the ones so in the air bizarre. were lucky. To, the ones in the air were lucky they didn't get shot down the way we're shooting things Apparently, down. Apparently, we're days. just shooting everything down now. We're up to one a day now. <laughs> it's four in the past three or four days. It's like vitamins, <laughs> shoot down your balloon today. Yeah, we got one over Montana. <laughs> they got one over Lake Huron yesterday. Yeah. Canada's asking us to shoot stuff down now. But yeah, we're working with Trudeau and and shooting things down. Yeah, it's it, look Biden came came under such criticism for letting the Chinese spy balloon traverse the entire length width width of the country before doing something before it got over the ocean outside of the Carolinas. I'd be afraid to hold the Red River Rally at this point. <laughs> Yeah, those are balloons drifting close to Barksdale. Better shoot them down. Yeah, but that one looks like Tweety Bird. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. We'll take down the Darth Vader one. We got some trigger happy pilots. But uh, but the, the halftime show, I, I haven't watched one really, watched one in years. I didn't watch the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson one, you know, until later. The wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> the wardrobe malfunction. Or was it? No, it wasn't. Because when you look at her, the decoration she had on, that was intentional. Yeah, because she, you know, anyway, I digress. But uh, the Prince, you said there's a documentary on the Prince. There's a there's a documentary show. on the Prince halftime show, the making of it. It's legendary because if you did not see that one, which you didn't, Mike Martindale, so we'll give you a brief. Not only does Prince come out and throw down about a 20 minute set that's that's absolutely unbelievable. Was Prince at his prime? Obviously, Prince died in his prime for the most part, but this is Prince a few years before that. He, legendary show and it poured rain it was pouring down it, rain. It, was it's it purple out, it's out, was it, the rain purple it, 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 you know what if prince wanted it to be it was <laughs> it was that kind of a night um but this is about how they they did it the technical side and and for those that don't know technical shows this is way more difficult than a concert because they literally go from playing football right and about 10 minutes later they've set a stage the electrical the equipment the amps and and, and um they weren't even sure the set was going to work and, and the big point of documentary is they're at, at its height and its moment they don't know who's going to tell prince will he go on will he do whatever and he walks in like at 6 30 in the morning and says we're good to go right guys 
and he goes out and throws this down in the rain, and it's really about the technical people just hoping to goodness that the equipment will stay on for Prince, and it does, and he delivers what may be the greatest 20 minutes of halftime at the, at the, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now you got to, I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, the, the, the guitar solos alone. I mean, I think there was a quote, and I'm probably misrepresenting this completely. Somebody asked Eric Clapton what it's like to be the greatest guitar player on earth, and he said, ask Prince. <laughs> he was that good. He is so talented. Okay, I saw a thing. Speaking of which, it, it, changing gears just a little, Dave Grohl, oh yeah, drummer for uh, Foo Fighters, right? Uh, well, uh, drummer for Nirvana, guitar Nirvana. player and lead singer for Foo Fighters. Okay, he, somebody called him like one of the greatest drummers ever, <laughs> and he said, "No, I stole that stuff." Oh yeah. I stole from disco because if you go and listen to a certain song that he was referencing, he goes, look, and he named an artist a disco art, you know, he said, look, it's, I stole it. Yeah. Those drum licks are all like Donna Summers and Bee Gees. Yeah, for sure. And he, he just made it work with rock. He just went way up in my book when I saw that. It was just pretty, pretty incredible. Scott, he was in for Aaron McCarty. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. 1017 FM 710. Today. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty and uh, talk a little bit of brushes with greatness and and people that they, you saw you said you saw Prince in Shreveport Prince played in Shreveport right before he got big yes back in the early to mid eighties I had some friends that said um, I had a car they wanted me to drive them to a concert I said sure we'll go and. They were going to see a female artist. I can't say her name correctly. You did. Um, Apollonia. Yes, Apollonia. And so I take some friends of mine, and it was Prince on that pre-concert tour when he was touring they the used country. To play, yeah, they played together. The Hirsch used to get all the great concerts. Ruben was saying he saw Queen at the Hirsch. I wasn't aware that Queen played the Hirsch. I saw Queen over in England, but I didn't see him here. I no, my, a friend know. of mine. A friend of mine saw them. At the at the Hirsch, at the Hirsch. Like when they came, I think it must have been eighties, earlier to mid eighties. No, no, I was I was a baby when you were Freddie a baby died. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I saw ZZ Top like nine times at the Hirsch. They used to start used, their concerts at the Hirsch. I used to be the PA announcer for the Shreveport Captains at Fairgrounds Field for for several years. I say several, I don't know, three or four. Uh, but ZZ Top used to come in and sit in the skybox because they were rehearsing. At the Hirsch, because they, like you say, they started. They rent tours. the building and they do all their sound checks and they're up and down and break it down and set it up, practice, and then they, they open they, at they, the Hirsch. They said, if if we can make it sound good at the Hirsch, we can play <laughs> plays here, plays anywhere. Is that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of brushes with greatness. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty, one hundred one seven Radio. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Speaking of brushes with greatness, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, of course, from here. Uh I worked with his dad many, many, many years ago, so I got to see Kenny. Radio legend. Oh yeah. Shotgun Ken Shepherd. Shotgun Ken Shepherd. Uh but uh one time when Kenny Wayne was playing down at the riverfront, I was able to bring my son in to uh to meet Kenny Wayne 
and my son was he was like 12 or 13 and playing guitar at the time so he still remembers that to this day he got his pick guard signed uh but you said you you got to sit in a room with queen at at, uh, at buddy guy's club yeah i every every august um in my day job we go to chicago that's the headquarters of the national association of realtors and we generally go on a sunday we come out on a tuesday so we're there monday nights and there's a place in Chicago, it's called Legends, that's Buddy Guy's club, Buddy Guy, legendary blues jazz guitarist mm-hmm. out of New Orleans, he's mm-hmm. actually a Louisiana native, has moved up to Chicago now, and so the Louisiana delegation always goes to Legends, and Buddy knows us, we've been seeing him for years, and so we go, Monday night is amateur night, but Buddy would take the stage and play at least one set since Louisiana was there, and we are there watching Buddy Guy in the Hall of Fame, you know, he's got to be 80, 85 now, but he can still bring it. And he's playing, and I look over. And well, I, I, sh- I love what he said. Uh, oh, what he says is, I mean, we, you get there, and, the, and it's the amateur bands are playing. And, 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 and what my friend from New Orleans, my counterpart, says, always says, Buddy, you going to play for us? And Buddy says, Louisiana comes to see Buddy. Buddy plays for Louisiana. <laughs> and so that. he takes the stage, and we're watching Buddy Guy and his band play. And I look over, and I've showed you the picture. Literally 12 feet from me, I say, guys, I, I think that's Queen. <laughs> and we turn and we look, and yes, and it's and it's Brian back. May's hard to miss. Brian May with the hair, he's backlit against the glass case. <laughs> it, it's 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 two of the original members of Queen, and obviously Freddie Mercury has he died years ago. This is when they're traveling with Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert's also there in the building. He's not in my picture. He's a little farther off to the side. But yes, I sat twelve feet from Queen, who. They, they had no interest in being famous that night. They were merely sitting in a bar watching one of their idols play, Buddy Guy. That's that's so awesome. Okay, years ago, I was at, block, this shows you how long ago this was, Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster Video? Blockbuster Video across from Pierre Bossier Mall on East Texas in Bossier. I think I still have some videos <laughs> I should return. <laughs> I think you're okay. But I know the location. I know what you're talking about. So I'm sitting there, and, and, and I was on the air at uh, KMBQ back in those days. KMBQ was album rock. Then it kind of went top 40 when top 40 was still music you could listen to. Um, so I'm in Blockbuster, and I look over, and there's this guy, 6'4", big, fuzzy, you know, dark hair, and I'm thinking, and I'm by myself, and I went, "That's Gene Simmons." Kiss was in town for without a the makeup, I'm guessing. Without the makeup, and and for you know, a long time they went out and they covered their faces that you couldn't see them without makeup. Well, this was he was just going to get <laughs> going to go rid of video, I guess, to take back to the hotel room, and uh, Barney so- Barney sings the phonics. Is that just? <laughs> is it-, <laughs> it was yeah. I love you. Uh, so I kind of sidled up to him. He had a bodyguard just as big as he was. And I said, you're Gene Simmons? And he, no, I'm not. I said, okay, it's cool. I said, stick, I, out I your, work stick out at, your tongue. Yeah, I work at uh, KMBQ, and, and I just, you know, big fan, wanted to say hi. And he softened, uh, you know, ever so slightly when, when he saw I wasn't going to freak out and... <laughs> you know start accosting him uh so that was a pretty cool moment he he, he introduced himself and shook his you know shook my hand but 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 that exchange i mean Shreveport has become known for that now we got we did a lot of movies as many people know now and all the people that would come to town from kevin costner on down um um 
Samuel Jackson loves to come here and play golf. And, you know, there's a lot of stars that have loaned that can come to our community and kind of blend in and not right. be accosted. I, uh, I did a, a, an audition for a film prize film a couple years ago, and I killed the audition. Of course. But when I saw the film later, I was so glad I didn't get it. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, and there's a, a, a British girl, kind of small, behind the table and she says i'll read with you you know i said okay great so i did the scene and i'm going this, this lady looks familiar she's so from you know and i said i'm i'm so sorry i said you look familiar to me and i she says oh my name's lucy you know okay no no clue no idea i'm an idiot so i get out of and, I, and i'm and i'm leaving and i see a friend of mine i said who was that who was in the room she was what well, was lucy lawless Wow. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Didn't even recognize her. Much smaller than, than I thought she would be. You know, you think Xena Warrior oh, yeah. Princess. In Xena Warrior Princess, they make her look huge. She's yeah. huge. I, I think but she, she left and told her friend, I got to read with Mike Martindale. No, I'm sure she did. Yeah. But even in uh, Parks and Rec, I just, I, you know, she was Ron Swanson's, ended up being his wife. And I, I saw him a fan and I didn't even recognize her. But she was very gracious. But uh, just a friend of mine ran into Kevin Costner one night at Outback. Just, you know, the, her daughter was like, I want to get a picture. He, 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 according to legend, owns a home in the area, comes here frequently, he loves, he loves the Cattle Lake area. He, had, he did several movies here. And I think these celebrities, we forget, we, we talked earlier in, on today's show, we forget that what we have, we take for granted mm -hmm. and that many people want. Yeah, absolutely. Shreveport has a lot to offer. Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Erin recuperating from her shoulder surgery that she had last what was it, Friday? That she had the, no, she had the surgery on Thursday. This Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday. It's my third day in timeout. And I had yeah. <laughs> timeout. Golly. <laughs> uh I I did I I kinda left her alone this weekend. I, I you know, she's because my, my wife said asked Friday, she goes. How's Erin doing? I said I, I haven't talked to her today because I. She said, uh, my wife said, who's a registered nurse? I said, yeah, today will be the worst. You know, the, today and tomorrow are going to be bad as far as uh, post surgery, you know, discomfort, that kind of thing. This so is she runs out of drugs. No, I don't think she runs out. I think she. <laughs> but uh, but so I've kind of left her to be able to recuperate. I don't want to be you know reminding her of work all the time. Don't let her sleep too late, too many days. You know, <laughs> don't let her get that bad routine. <laughs> oh no, she's been doing this long enough where she she'll she'll fall right back into it when she when she comes back. But uh, uh, I, I am going to reach out to her today. I I found one of these. Uh, we we did a story. Several several weeks ago, even before Mardi Gras got underway, not the king cake. Yeah, the the eat fit king cake. 
I went to the Mardi Gras parade Saturday at a friend's house, and they had five different kinds of Mardi Gras cakes. But those were regular and king cakes. And none of them were low-fat or whatever. <laughs> These were, I think, as, I think as Ruben said, a king cake is just sugar arranged in a big circle. Right. That's it. <laughs> and that's why they're awesome. Right. The best king cake in town. And, and, and there's a lot of good ones in There's a lot Bowser. of good ones. And a lot of look like Louders. I'm, I know there's a lot of good ones, but... Southern Made Donuts has a king cake that just should be should be against your the law. Mama. Of course, that's why I'm in the position that I'm in, having to find gluten-free, sugar-free, low-carb things now. Um, and and I did find one, and I and I got one because Aaron and I both wanted to try them, so I, I bought two there. And uh, so I'll bring her. I'll bring that over to her house today. Mm. So, but, but remember, don't, she's don't, doing. don't overlook the holiday. The purpose of the king cake is so you can sin because when we hit fat tuesday <laughs> no, and ash wednesday <laughs> then we're going to give it up for you know, for lent. Up. and so now's the time when you can do it because then you're going to give it up for lent lent is coming winter is coming mike <laughs> yeah <laughs> winter winter is coming uh yeah i well i is, is that that's eat the king cake it's religious <laughs> it's well you know the babies it, it represents jesus and uh the the entire celebration. I did there, in fact, there's a story on keelnews.com. I did some research on the king cake, and and why the baby is in the king cake. That kind of thing. Ruben's giving us the the signal. We're up against a break. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Leaf. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron McCarty. Didn't mean to get that close. I think the studio's falling apart. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, Ruben just threw a pin at Scott. Hitting. Sorry about that, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> the producer always takes the blame. It's it's part of our job description. Yeah, I got hit in the face by a football Saturday at the oh, Mardi no. Gras parade, so I got PSD over here. Don't be careful throwing stuff at me. You got a you got a football. I was sitting in a lawn chair along the parade route, and I, I actually I was talking to a longtime friend Jerry May. He's he was there, and oh yeah, and I, I and I thank goodness I turned or it would hit me flat in the face, and I turned it hit me in the ear. And it was a full size football. Somebody had just thrown overthrown a target and well into a fire pit area, and I got smashed. Wait, from a float or just playing in the yard? Just playing in the yard. This oh, was okay. hours before oh, the parade. Okay. These were kids throwing it. But had I not turned, I would have just taken that football flat in the eye socket and nose. I was like, wow, who's throwing footballs from the float? <laughs> so, so I That's come to pretty a, awesome. I come to a studio to help out. I, the <laughs> objects are being thrown at me here. <laughs> Oh, well, I, 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 before the news, we were talking about uh, Shreveport it has now registered 10 homicides for the year. Sadly, three over the weekend. Three this weekend. Eighth, ninth, and tenth. Yes. Over the weekend. Obviously, all separate incidents. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, one was a, a woman in the Queensboro neighborhood. The other two were uh, were men. Uh yeah, really tragic stuff. All of them shot. 
Now, the one in Queensboro, was that like from Friday? Is that when I remember that it story? Was, it, really, it was close to midnight Thursday. Yeah, was when it was overnight Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was just right before midnight Friday because we had uh, Police Chief Wayne Smith come in Friday morning, uh, and that was one of the one of the homicides I think that he was talking I be- about. I believe so. Yeah, and they they just released the name of the the person who was shot. So what is our record for the year? For homicides, we think it's around ninety. I, without yeah. looking it up, it's I think in the nineties. Right, I, we set a record in nineteen ninety three of like eighties uh, in the in the upper eighties, and then I think in twenty twenty we broke it with ninety or ninety two, yeah. something like that. But for the most part, that that usually happens when it's really hot. Correct. If you do those numbers, it looks out to be one and a half a week, kind of a deal. Fifty two weeks, just. You kind of run the numbers one and a half, one point seven five a week, and now we're at ten, and we're in week six, so that's the pace we're on. I think we you know, and we have not yet hit the hot summer months. Yeah, when mm. the kids are out of school, there's a lot of things going on. There, and there's a lot of factors, a lot of discussion about why you know the, the police are more a reactionary force. You can't have police officers on every corner nor i think you said last week nor would you want nor nor would you want those and to credit, want, the, credit the police they are making a lot of arrests they are yes. they are clearing a lot of these cases up so but it's just it's it's sad we are where we are already in the year and uh lo- looking back you know i i post all of the crime stuff on our website now I, I was looking back and a lot of the a lot of the victims this year are a lot older over 30 which is unusual most of the murders around here especially the gang related type ones mm-hmm. and usually they're they're 18 to 23 and that's the trend i think that becomes alarming Ruben. right and i appreciate you pointing that out not that it's a good thing to point out but um it that that marks a shift in this because if it is the under 30 we're not saying that that makes it any better no no but, absolutely but, not. but at least you look at it and while some people might not want to acknowledge what that is that seems to be a lot of gang activity it seems to be a lot of emotional crimes youth but when the victims start drifting older and older, that becomes a different kind of crime, a right. different kind of different kind of problem for the community to deal with. And I know the family has brought a lawsuit, um, the the wrongful death lawsuit against the Shreveport Police Department and the officer uh, that uh, killed Mr. Bagley. I think it's a ten million dollar ten million dollars federal lawsuit. Yes, against the the department and I believe the officer. Uh, and we still haven't well. seen the, the body cams. The state police have everything. There's nothing that Shreveport has control of. The Louisiana State Police are in the, doing this investigation. Now, apparently, the details, there have been some details have been released. Um, one, we know immediately following the shooting that the, it was brought out that Mr. Bagley did not have a weapon on or near him. Uh, the investigation showed he was unarmed. Uh, and I saw a report this morning. Well, that well they, said, re- they reported to be to be specific. I'm not to split hairs with you, Mike, but mm-hmm. to be specific, they reported no weapon was recovered at the scene on or around him. I'm not alleging he had one, but I think just to be fair, right, what they sure. reported was they found no weapon on him. Right. And 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 Chris Bordelon said when he was here with Chief Smith that yeah, there was no weapon on or near him. And and, and you understand there's a slight difference between those two things. But I right, think sure. you see the body camera, I just want to we want to give everyone the, any benefit of the doubt. Uh but but according to a report that I read this morning, uh it was in a uh a, a lighted 
kind of a, a breezeway between apartment buildings. It's an apartment complex, it I believe. An apartment complex. I believe the police entered an apartment on a domestic dispute call. Yes, yes. And the, um, the man who ultimately ends up dying jumps off the balcony. And then, and then a chase the, the ensues throughout, throughout the complex. Right. And 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 uh, Officer Tyler uh, apparently came around a corner and confronted the suspect. And I'm, I'm not. I don't. Whatever want to happened, any happened. We shouldn't speculate. Right. I don't want to speculate. But the report that I read this morning detailed some information that I didn't previously know. It was a lighted breezeway, and according to this report, uh, Bagley had his hands up. Now, whether somebody has, is reporting that from footage. It hasn't been released, so it'll be interesting to. I imagine. To get those I imagine details. this week we might see the body cam. At a certain point, that's going to be the most telling piece of information, is the release of that body cam. The last time we kind of had a a situation like it was Memphis about a week or ten days oh, ago, gosh, and horrible. you know they and they were very clear to preface that the body cam was going to be released and try to prepare the community for that. So um, I kind of think. You know, watching that, we may get the same thing here. We may get a notice that's coming, and, and then we'll kind of see what happens. Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty and Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron. I spoke with Aaron late last week uh, a little bit. She actually was doing surprisingly much better than uh, than she was expecting uh, for the first day. You know, day out. I I didn't expect to hear from her the day of her surgery, and she texted me. Uh, I think she texted Ruben. She said, "You know, on my way home, and you know things went well." So we hope her recovery goes well. Scott Hughes in for Aaron. And uh, Scott, you've got your own stuff that you do. I do. You uh, you dance at uh, private parties, is that right? Is On demand. <laughs> <laughs> Three-year booking in advance. No, oh, yeah. you run uh, uh, the shreveport Bozier Realtors Association? I, I, I run the Northwest Louisiana Association of Realtors. Okay. So I run the Realtor Association and the multi-list service, the MLS, the housing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm mm -hmm. sort of the, the point man for the, the housing community. So how is the housing market locally? Uh, is it a seller's market right now? Is it a buyer's market? It has been a seller's market for the last two, two and a half years. COVID oddly produced, like everything else, we should we should have seen it coming. It produced demand. You know, housing was hard to build. It was hard to get. Housing became the new toilet paper was the joke. And so it became a seller's market quickly. If you wanted to sell your house, you could get top dollar. You could sell it quickly. It has cooled a little bit. Okay. Um, but as we, as we like to remind people, it cooled from record levels. It needed to cool just slightly. And so interest rates have ticked back up, but they haven't gone crazy. Crazy. We're not talking Carter era year interest rates here. Interest rates are up in the you know the sixes, maybe sevens, and they're starting to tick down a little bit now. So um, we've really just moved from being maybe a pure seller's market to more of a balanced market right now. Oh, I don't well, necessarily think good. I don't think it's a say it's fair to say it's a buyer's market because we're so low on inventory. If you want to go look for a house, normally we'd have two thousand houses available for sale. Now we have less than a thousand. So there's still an inventory problem. So we're moving more towards a, a balanced market. Okay. 
So uh, do you see people, the population, more moving out than moving in? But we see it moving around is the okay. issue. And you and I talked with this last week with the Caddo Commission and the, the redistricting. Um, we, don't, we, we had net loss of population in Caddo Parish. You've had some net gain in Bossier, down in DeSoto. We're really just seeing our people move around. People, one thing people did coming out of COVID is they reevaluated their living. They said, I, I need a different house. Maybe I want a pool. Maybe I want a home office. Maybe I need more space. Maybe I need less space. And so we saw a lot of that, um, people moving around, um, until we really get a lot more new construction. And that's not my people. That's the home builders. Mm -hmm. But until right. the new, the right. new houses, um, we, we see a lot more built. Um, and then affordable housing is the real issue in a market like ours. Uh, we're having a lot of high-end getting built, new neighborhoods. But you're not seeing a lot of moderate to median housing. Um, you know, nice project being done on Fern Avenue to take some old apartments and refurbish them. Um, I they're the old saw haystack that. apartments. Right off 70th. We, we need more of that. We need more of moderate to, you know, affordable type housing where people can live. Well, I, we drove by there just this past weekend, and I guess I hadn't paid much attention in that area. Um, but those are all empty now. And they're, they're, they're all empty. It's the old haystack complex. I think that's a UL Coleman Properties development there. And um, that's the kind of thing we need. That's more of a rehabilitation. Let's mm -hmm. take something that's been mm -hmm. there a long time. Let's really fix it up. And so they emptied it out. They're fixing it up. And they'll release the whole thing. And that's really where... You know, that that's an apartment complex, but you're also seeing that happen in many neighborhoods now. There's some huge reinvestment in the Highland neighborhood. People going back in, and it's called flipping houses. They buy them, they fix them up. That's really where Shreveport, a lot of the activity is right now. Investors are um, buying houses, they're rehabbing them, and they're putting them back on the market. And, and you know, you have, for a city that's 100, 125 years old, some of our housing stock, you know, needs that, needs that, that fresh coat mm -hmm. of paint and that rework. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for coming in this morning. I know you've got a, you've got a zip i do have to go. run today to go do some things in my day job i'll be back tomorrow yeah um hopefully Aaron's back soon but i'll keep coming to help you whenever i can scott thank you so much deeply appreciate you thanks mike 101.7 fm One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Aaron uh, recouping from her shoulder surgery. Well, uh, I'm going to talk to her later today, and we'll give you an update on on her condition. Hopefully, she's doing well. Yes, indeed. Um, yesterday, we we my wife we had a busy weekend. We had a busy weekend. Of course, uh, rain finally moved out late Saturday afternoon. Yes. Ended up being beautiful Saturday evening, and then yesterday was just a gorgeous day. Uh, but we, we went to lunch with uh, my brother-in-law, and I want to talk about that in the next segment because uh, he, he mentioned something that was, I don't know, it just really made me encouraged uh, about Shreveport, and I just really appreciated his perspective, and I'll, and I'll share that next. But but uh, so my, my daughter stayed in town long enough. We went and had lunch uh, after church, and then she headed out. So my my wife was like, hey, let's go down to Barkas and Meow. My wife does a lot of volunteering at the Humane Society of Northwest Louisiana. Right, yeah. And so she, she I mean, she goes and works eight-hour shifts at the Humane Society. She, wow. I, I couldn't do it. I I want to bring every one of them home. Right. These, these yeah. 
four creatures and, and, and you know, most of them are so sweet. Uh, but she goes and works these. So we wanted to go down to Barkus and Meow. And I know last week we kind of talked a little bit about people were concerned um, that the the parade uh, Barkus and Meow had moved to the fairgrounds in this, you know, this section of town. Right. It, they, they were worried about it. I, and, and I'll tell you this, we missed, I think the actual parade was about 1 o'clock. We didn't get there until about 2. Yeah. Then it was going until 3 o'clock, so we figured we'd, we'd get there, and, and uh, <laughs> we had a great time. And and I'll say this, at no point did I ever feel any 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 uncomfortableness no. about the area. No. Uh, and, it was and, up in the, in the fairgrounds in the parking lot. So we, we, you know, we had a great time. They still had a lot of booths set up. Yes. They had uh, my daughter when she drove by and I, and I called to check on her later. And she said, I told her we went down there and she said, when she drove by, she goes, there was a ton of people when she went. So it's a lot of fun. And don't though, you know, I, oh, I would say, don't be discouraged at supporting something there. No, uh, like no. this, my, um, I took a lot of pictures, and in fact, I'm going to post on keelnews.com uh, some kind of follow up on the uh, the Barkus and Meow, and uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking was, forward to seeing the pictures. I, I'm I'm the, I can't walk by a dog without petting or acknowledging it. <laughs> now I asked a person, you know, you, you know, hey, hey, can I can I, can I approach? Right, because not I have a dog that I don't want people just coming up to. No. We got her from the pound. Uh, she was already an adult when we got her, so there were. There are habits that have already been established. Right. Um, so I'm conscious of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I love dogs. So I I can't make my way around some, an event like this w without, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've pet every dog in the, in the place. Yes, indeed. For so, sure. So, but we had a great time, and, and kudos to the uh, the crew of Barkus and Meow. Uh, I hate that we missed the actual parade, but they actually they had a, they I, had it's an event it's it's not just a parade it's a huge event oh, it's yeah. almost like a festival they had vendors that's exactly what it was right. they had vendors there with all kinds of stuff um related to dogs and and cats and i didn't see a lot of cats uh, now that i think about it no, i didn't see uh, a lot of cats uh, cats aren't uh aren't as social as dogs They're, i'll put but, it that uh, way <laughs> but we did see a lot of dogs and, and uh, we had a great time just a beautiful afternoon and 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 this kind of dovetails right into what i uh, want to talk about in the next segment uh, a lot of things about shreveport that uh, that i think we take for granted and i want to talk about that next mike and mccarty what <laughs> do you think they wrote those down when they're writing the song yeah Woo! yeah the whoops and wow. the yeah <laughs> is that is that scripted? Oh, one oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Aaron uh, Aaron out. We've had Scott Hughes in, and uh, he'll he'll be in again for uh, a lot this week. Appreciate Scott very much. Absolutely. Um, yesterday I had lunch with uh, my brother in law. A lot of people know uh, Doctor Philip Roseman. He's a cardiologist here in town, but he's also uh, a, an advocate for education. And and uh, he does a podcast on our uh, news partner television station KT uh, KTBS, and and he talks to a lot of different people, both in education but also 
uh, prominent business leaders, people in Shreveport. He, you know, he 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 talks to a lot of people, even just during the course of of uh, going through a, a day. And he said he told us yesterday at lunch. He said. I ask almost everybody that that uh, that he comes into contact with, especially in, in in relation to the doing the podcast. What is it about Shreveport? Why do you stay in Shreveport? You know, because a lot of these people could go any place with uh, with what they do. Oh, absolutely. He said the overwhelming response, and, and, and it's not just one or two. They talk about the culture in Shreveport. Right. Yeah, I was born here. I've lived here all my life. There's a lot of things that I think the normal person takes for granted. Uh, one of the things that he said was like the uh, you know the festivals that we have here, and oh, yeah. and we know Red River Revel. I mean, most of us, a lot of us, I'll say, remember when the Red River Revel was like three tents and a corn dog stand <laughs> down on Clyde Fant Parkway. And and it's grown to be one of the premier artist uh, art art events uh, in our area of the country. Oh, they come from all over. The artists who they come who from all over the yes. set up set up their booths and sell their stuff. It's it's a really great opportunity for them. Local music, uh, regional music. They it, it's it's an it's become an incredible event. Uh, Mudbug one, Madness. One of the best concerts I ever went to. George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic was at the Revel. <laughs> That was an amazing show. Yes, <laughs> I I fell in love with a band uh, called Gaelic Storm. Oh yeah, they yeah. they came to the Revel one year. Uh, they're the band that played in the movie Titanic down in steerage. Yeah, when Jack and Rose <laughs> were running through the ship and, and ended up down in steerage and partied with uh, with this band. Right, uh, and they were at the Revel for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. But so we know festivals, uh, the arts community that that again, I think we take for granted. Uh, we, we're Shreveport is blessed with uh, several theater companies that do great work. Amazing. We have some great actors here. Pres present company included. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. But but I, I'm, I'm a very small cog in that wheel. Right. Uh, tremendous talent, but but the the level of production. We did a production of Les Mis one year, and the actual touring production stage manager came to see us. Wow! And said, "This was remark. This was better than our show that tours, because <laughs> this was not a local production." So Jeez. we're blessed. Absolutely. With, and, and I know I know theater isn't everybody's thing. But take advantage of some of the things Shreveport has to offer. The the you know the entire our, our symphony, our Shreveport symphony. They are so good for a, a city the the size of Shreveport. And I say we're not a large city to have a, a full blown full time symphony that I, that I would stack up against any symphony and if Philadelphia, oh, Boston. I would I Shreveport symphony is phenomenal. Again, that's not for everybody but i think if you go like they just did the music of led zeppelin yeah you know so it's not all <laughs> bach and and beethoven right exactly uh, which is their phenomenal ad as well i enjoy that the christmas series the christmas pops that they do uh take advantage and i thought you know it really put it in perspective especially when you look at through the eyes of somebody that's not from here the good things that that uh that we have to offer 
And oh, God. Yeah. I was like, I really appreciate him saying that uh, because people, there are things that we can, yes, it's easy to bash Shreveport. Yes, you can find things to complain about. Uh, lights on I-20. <laughs> <laughs> Projects not being done in yeah, a timely yeah, fashion. Yeah. Of course, we can go through the list. But but there are also a lot of good things that, that we have here that uh, if you're not taking advantage of, you're really missing out. 1017 FM sets here. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel. Mike and McCarty. Big weekend. Lots, of, lots of things went on this weekend. Lots of Mardi Gras. Uh, we did a little bit of Barkus and Meow. Didn't get to go to uh, Centaur, one of the largest parades. Uh, in fact, one of the largest parades in the state. Oh, it's huge. Because yeah. uh, Chief Smith, when he was here Friday, said that uh, the the front of the parade hits Preston before the end of the parade leaves downtown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Correct. We were hearing sirens. I guess we got home uh, Saturday night. We we went out to dinner with some friends uh, over into Texas, and we got home. I guess around nine or so. Right. And I thought, and we heard sirens. Yeah. Just steady, you know, and I and and I was and my wife is like, oh, something's going on. I said, I bet it's the parade. It's got to be the uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the end, end of, the parade. of the parade coming through. So it started at three in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, so that's a yeah, long around, yeah around I think yeah close to seven we heard the the final sirens and a little bit of music they, and and we're close enough where where we're at that I I could throw a rock in the direction of the parade and probably hit a float don't do that I, I'm not going to do that <laughs> of course please do not throw things don't even throw <laughs> don't, I know the Highland Parade they throw hot dogs you know yeah, yeah I've I've caught a hot dog I caught a VHS tape one year that I still don't know what's on it because I don't have a VCR anymore right. And uh, uh, yeah, and the best the best catch I ever had in any parade was there was this guy he had plain white plastic cups and he was oh, yeah. writing things on them yeah and he would write something on it throw it to somebody he made eye contact with me he he the sharpies going a hundred miles an hour and he keeps pointing at me and looking up at me this is for you this is for you and he throws it at me I catch it. And it's a line from the movie Animal House. Yep. Son, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> now, if the guy was smart, he'd write stuff like that out beforehand because you know, right. you know you're yeah. going to see this. Right. <laughs> Golly. But, uh, of course, the Super Bowl also yesterday. Yes. Um, that I, I enjoy watching for the commercials because usually the game doesn't, as, as Scott said earlier, doesn't live up to the hype. It right. did last night. Uh, the game was it was a really good game. I think 35-38 was the final. Uh, it was a three three point difference. It was close. Um, that uh, Kansas City ended up winning in the last few seconds with a field goal, uh, but there were no commercials that mm. it, that, that really. Just you know, water cooler talk later, um, and the halftime show was, thankfully, in my opinion, kind of benign, pretty tame um, comparatively. There were some. Now we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that, that she <laughs> she said, I assume it's a she. It's just G. I watched about three minutes of halftime. Got tired of the multitude of dancers, humping, crotch grabbing, nasty tongue motions around pregnant Rihanna. Scratching, yeah, well, yeah. I, I turned on Golden Girls. Um, 
Nothing is more shocking than Sam Smith's Grammy performance, in my opinion. I haven't seen any of it. I I I, I don't I don't watch award shows. I just can't I it, can't get into it. It's, it's too like they vapid. Go out of their way to be offensive. Yes, you have the right to do so, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. Uh, thanks to Scott again for coming in. We'll see him tomorrow morning. Erin uh, out this week uh, recouping from her shoulder surgery. Uh, we wish her the best. I'll hear from her and give you an update later. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM.